welcome to a very special episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church in Richland, Washington. My name is Brent. With me is my friend, Megan. Hello, everyone. It is so great to have all of you. Thanks for press and play on your recording you know, I had podcast. I two people whatever. on Sunday say, oh, I just love listening to the podcast. Oh, come on. Your mom and who else? No, it was Jody. And, I love Jody. Um, oh, geez. I'm, uh, David Hughes, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Jody and Brian and uh, a couple other other people in our small group were over at our house on Friday night, and something came up, and uh, Brian said, that, you should talk about that on your little podcast thing. He didn't call it podcast. He said, uh, what did he say? He used some funny word for yeah, it. Uh-huh. Your broadcast, that's what okay. he said. You should put that out on your broadcast. And I'm like, podcast? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the broadcast of the yeah. 100 people who listen or whatever. Okay, Brian. Uh, okay. Thanks, buddy. He used to listen. Yeah, I don't for know. A little, I, mean, I think maybe maybe not. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> He's got some other things that they're... Yeah. Uh, Anyways, how are you, yeah, Megan? I'm doing good. Did you have a good weekend? I did. Good. I didn't do anything particularly I, fun. That's but... not true. You went on a walk. Oh, yeah. I went, in Richland. I went on a walk in Richland. I know you did, because Lauren said yeah. she screamed at you from the, her paddleboards. <laughs> sure did. I saw- You guys had a full conversation out there. <laughs> we kind of did. Yeah. Um, I was like on a walk by the river in Richland, and I saw these people paddleboarding. And it was like a very tall, dark-haired man and yeah. a short, red-haired woman. <laughs> and I was like, gosh- I think that might be Lauren and Ian. Yeah. And as I got closer, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Let Lauren and Ian. Let me ask you Ian. this. Who was going faster? Who looked more comfortable on their on their paddleboard? I think Ian was maybe going a little faster, okay. but I, they looked like equally comfortable. Okay. That's good to know. Um, but he's also like twice as tall as she is. So Yeah. Because she mentioned she was going out and I was like, oh, how was the uh, algae stuff, yeah. right? Because that's what's the the big thing around here right now is like, yeah. don't let your dogs drink I the don't water. I know that it's like necessarily impacting I, motor ability. No, probably not. But uh, I do know just because I have did some river swims this summer, like the seaweed is thicker than by mm-hmm. far. Like when we would swim out and in, it was like grabbing at us, trying to pull us under. Yeah. It was a really, actually a really gross feeling. Yeah, and if that you, sounds disgusting. If you are like, um, not claustrophobic, that's not the right word, but if you're in that, like I'm scared of swimming in open water, yeah, uh-huh. then I would highly recommend not doing yeah. what we did because <laughs> do I was freaking out yeah. and I'm not even like, <laughs> I've done this a hundred times, right? And uh, as we're swimming in, I'm like, oh, this is like, oh, it's grabbing me. Oh, this is so gross. And so <laughs> I mentioned to her, like on these paddle boards, like I've kind of wanted to go paddle boarding, but I've also, cause we have some now. Yeah. Somebody gave us some cause they were moving and didn't want to haul these things cause they're enormous. Yeah. And I'm too nervous to go. Cause I'm like, if I fall off into this seaweed at, at that, like drop in where you kind of drop in and fall and doing uh-huh. hanging motions for you, but I know it's a podcast. <laughs> I don't know that I would like bob back up. Whereas if I'm swimming in it, I'm like in control and my head's yeah. above the water all uh-huh. the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you would definitely go under. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. Not, you wouldn't be able to like stop your head from going under. And I'll tell you what, I, my feet would be kicking like nobody's business yeah. as soon as I went under. And then you'd be worried you ingested some sort of like toxic. I'm not algae. worried about that as much <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I can ingest whatever, but I just don't want my feet to get caught up in weeds. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. How was your walk? It was good. Yeah. It was just like a, it was just a walk. I don't know. By the river. Yeah. I was already in Richland. So I figured, did you you say what's his name? Yeah. Um, Solo Megan, (laughs) that's his name. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. I'm just trying to. There were zero. I want to see how embarrassed you got. That would determine if it was real or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, there was zero com- company. Although I did run into not only Lauren and Ian, but like two other people that I knew. You went on Saturday, right? Yeah. Because so we met. We had a little meet- meeting thing mm-hmm. on Saturday, and then that's when you went for a while. And I took the boys immediately after that to Columbia Park. Uh-huh. Uh, for the duck the race. Duck race, yes. And uh, we got there and did that. And that was the first. I've seen it around, mm-hmm. but I've never seen it. But my dad's in uh, Rotary, and so he was out on his boat. And he's like, come down here. I'll get the boys a ride on the boat, and they'll be able to do this. And uh, they got this big, giant metal thing that they crane it out mm-hmm. and then drop them all in. And so we made it, like, with a minute and a half to spare from That's them like, dropping honestly, it. honestly, like, perfect timing. Perfect timing. It yeah. was unbelievable. You don't have to wait at all. It was so funny, though, because they start going, you know, they do the countdown, 10, uh-huh. 9, 8, and then, and then all of a sudden this thing step over, and 40,000 rubber duckies go yep. into the water. It's actually pretty cool to see, and pictures were great. But then all of a sudden, they just sit there, and, <laughs> like, everybody's, yeah, clapping and cheering, and like, yeah! They're supposed to be moving, right? And then, well, like, I guess technically they are moving because eventually uh, they got down okay, there, but yeah. they really only travel, like, maybe 200 feet, and that 200 <laughs> feet took, like, 30 minutes. It was, like, you would think with the river, I don't know if, like, the river was low that day or yeah, I don't know. usually faster. Do I they don't usually know. do it earlier? Mm, I don't know. I, I know nothing. I All like- I know is everybody cheered, and then everybody sat around, like, going, so what do we do now? Do we, like, wait? Nobody even knows what their duck is. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, like all the numbers are on the bottom. Yeah, like you can't tell which one is yeah, one, which. Yeah, one parent tried to I, – I, and I asked my dad. I'm like, it would be nice if they, like, let you decorate your duck, you know, yeah. or paint it so you could be like, I know what I'm cheering for. But they don't. Or, so, like, if they had trackers in them so you could, like, sit and watch on your phone like, oh, where your duck is. Oh, there you go. That's a good upgrade. <laughs> they probably don't have the money to do Rotary, that. Rotary, if you're listening, that seems like a decent <laughs> upgrade. Um, I did hear one parent trying to tell his kid, that's our duck. That's our duck right there. It's racing to the front. Go. And the kid's like, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> smart dad right there. Yeah, uh-huh. Dad You're of like, the year. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We got we didn't get first. But <laughs> yeah, my dad was out in a boat and uh, they have these like plastic tubes that kind of run yeah. alongside to kind of form the barriers. And the ducks kind of go into like this V mm-hmm. and eventually get there. And then but like maybe with like 50 feet left. Some random boat drives oh, no. by and does like this wah, 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 kind of thing, and these waves start going off. Oh no! And the waves knock ducks over, oh, no. and they're spewing out into the Columbia. Oh no! Probably two hundred. I'm oh, not, no. I'm, and that's I'm, that's conservative. It was probably yeah. more than that, but at least two hundred ducks outside of the thing, free, just going down the the river. Oh, and jerk. my dad's got to go out and get a net with him. <laughs> and and I thought about that, that if you did know, if you did have a tracking device and you yeah. were in first and you were about to win a car and then all of a sudden some <laughs> punk yeah. on a boat comes by yeah. and your duck goes out of bounds and out and it's out of the race. They, yeah. they, 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 and it's like, they have to like, it's, it is like a legal raffle. And so yeah. they do have to be like, if it goes outside of the boundaries, it's out, it's mm-hmm. eliminated from the race. Imagine, imagine yours yeah. in front and then some guy. I'd be real mad. A hundred thousand dollar boat just comes knocking down. <laughs> I've ticked. It's probably good I didn't track any. Uh, anyways, the boys had fun. It was great. That's we did cool. watch all the way until the bitter end. <laughs> Not like all of them, but we did watch the yeah. the, fir- the first until place like first place got yeah. yeah yeah that's cool. It was good. It's good yeah. weekend. It was like fun weather weekend. It was like really nice. Still, it was like ninety degrees awesome. on Saturday. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it continues a little bit longer. That would be awesome before it yeah. starts getting too cold. But it does feel like fall is here. And one of the reasons I know that fall is here is that SNL is back this weekend, everybody. Uh, it is the season premiere. Are you an SNL no, watcher? Not really. Ugh. 
I watch like little skits or like the good when ones. I send them to you and say this would be good for Sunday, and then I get voted down. Is that why? Is that when you? I mean, watch you them? don't send those to me, but I put them on the channel. You're on I'm the not channel. on that channel. What? I'm definitely not on that channel. Well, you should be. <laughs> we need your veto power. Uh, uh, SNL opens uh, this weekend, and uh, uh, Owen Wilson is hosting. Oh, nice. And Casey Musgraves is the musical is the guest. Musical guest. Okay. She has and, a new uh, album coming out. Does she? Mm-hmm. That's. They usually time that pretty yeah, well with mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, yeah. so that does, that's not sense. all that surprising. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, they got uh, rid of two uh, two actors or two like actually know, got cast. rid or they just no. Like, I mean, left. I don't know. One, I think they got rid of. Her name was Lauren Holt. <laughs> okay. And she was like a poor man's Aidy Bryant. She wasn't that great. Every time you saw her, you're like, she's kind of funny, but like Aidy Bryant looks like her and it's funnier. Uh huh. And uh, and then they did Beck Bennett's not on the cast anymore, and Beck Bennett was great. Yeah. Um, he was oftentimes Vladimir Putin. Putin. Okay. Um, he was also, uh, I don't know, like if you saw him, you'd probably recognize him because he was he was fantastic. Um, he is often doing, I think, his own thing. So they got three new uh, featuring characters, and one of them is named Aristotle. Which, by the way, that's like, a great name. That's a great name. <laughs> I like this guy already. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. But your name's Aristotle. I got something to what say. What kind of parent do you have to be to like name your kid Aristotle? A real like. <laughs> A real, like, you got it together a little bit in yeah. terms of this is a lot of pressure on this kid. This kid cannot be dumb. What if, right? it, what if, yeah. it, what if Aristotle turned out to be the dumb kid? Yikes. Like, you had seven, you're like, this is the dumbest one of them all. <laughs> this guy can't eat, this uh, guy eats That is rocks. a lot to live up to. I think about this sometimes with names. I had a, a student named Tenacious. Ooh. And I was like, okay, that's a cool name, that is a but cool name. you gotta kind of like live into that a yeah. little bit. Like middle initial D. Nah, I don't think so. That was the band. Yeah, Sorry, I know. Jack I, know. Okay. I know. All right, I got it. All right, your high school teacher. <laughs> I hope you get it. <laughs> yeah, tenacious. Uh, yeah. It, was he shy and awkward? And it was actually a socially. Girl. Oh, a girl, mm-hmm. girl named tenacious. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. That that is. That, I like that. She was a little tenacious, was actually. She? So. <laughs> <laughs> like in all the great ways, all the good ways. Yeah. But yeah. How do you as a teacher, uh, do you get like a, uh, this is their legal name and this is what I have to call them? Or is that a girl that just comes in and goes, you can call me Tenacious? No, well, her legal name is Tenacious. Okay. But like, uh, yeah, I get their legal names and then I usually let them tell me if they prefer something else. What's but. the best, what's the best creative name that you've, uh, you've heard or anyone that stand out? No, they're all no. just like either derivatives of their given name or like I have some students who have a chosen name, but yeah, um, yeah I don't know. They're not like exciting necessarily. Yeah. I might call you, I might switch your Slack username to Tenacious <laughs> on our Slack channel just because. <laughs> well, speaking of nicknames, I got one last week from you a did. student. Okay. He's decided it. to call me Miss Bougie. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. It makes sense. See, I don't like, I feel. Well, I sometimes connotate bougie with not positive things. Yeah. And- well, I mean, let's be honest. You have a Louis Vuitton cell phone case <laughs> that you pull out of your coach bag. Like, I think Miss Bougie is probably a decent fit. Uh, no. Yeah. If you take off those Versace sunglasses, maybe you'd be able to see it. But <laughs> podcasts are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All of those things are lies, by the way. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's just because my last name is Bojan. Yeah, it works, though. It does work. Uh, On (laughs) Sunday, we kicked off, not kicked off, we continued part two of our series, Trying Not to Suck. Uh, And it was a mailer weekend for us. People did get mailers. We did get emails. And they reacted. We got some good ones. Yeah. (laughs) I I responded to one today. 
Yeah. Uh, and usually I, I wouldn't respond. Yeah, everybody's eh, a lot of opinions. There's mm-hmm. a lot of good mm-hmm. stuff like, hey, this is cool, whatever. And then there's definitely some that you're like, oh, you know, this this Jesus is offended at this, whatever. And my opening line is always, it's worse than you think, right, Karen? It's fine. Yeah. You know, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Anyways. But we did have 12 first time guests. I know. On it was pretty awesome. So, and, and I announced this podcast at the end of service. So, perhaps some of you are listening. Welcome. We're so glad that you found this. Yeah. It's an excellent way to waste a half hour of your life. <laughs> um, and uh, it was awesome. It, had a, it was just a fun, good feel. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, a, I think, a, 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 a very good, clear picture of kind of what we're about the irreverency and some of the humor clips and, and everything. It was just, it was fun. It was yeah, good. It, it went really well. Yeah. So. We, we talked about uh, the first three Beatitudes that show up in Matthew's Sermon on the Mount or his version of the Sermon on the Mount and how it kind of points us towards humility and and poverty and realized poverty and unrealized poverty and all that kind of stuff. Uh, did you, you grew up, your parents were military, mm-hmm. you traveled all around, you must have thought, I live this bougie life, I'm mm-hmm. living in Italy, <laughs> I'm living in, I, I get to go see the world. Uh. And all <laughs> no. of this stuff. We were like very comfortably middle, like upper middle class. So yeah. Um, especially once I was in like middle school, elementary school. By that point, my dad had was high enough rank and all of that. Like my siblings definitely my parents were poor when they were first married. And yeah. You were a you were final kid, right? Yeah, I'm final kid. So yeah. I got the most economically stable for sure life. Um, and that's true for my siblings as well. My, yeah. my dad would always be like, remember that time we went to Hawaii? And I'm like, dad, you never took me to Hawaii. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? It was the third time we went. And I was like, you never, I never went to Hawaii with you. <laughs> that's all of my sisters. Yeah. All of my sisters have gone multiple places with you. <laughs> I never did. Yeah. We went to um, like Hayden Lake, you know, yeah. or, uh, I don't know, nowhere, Idaho. Yeah. That's where we went. Yeah. There was definitely a time when I was in like middle school when my brother was in college that like things were a little tighter than the normal because my parents were helping pay for that. But um, but yeah, so I definitely got the that's like when you're the youngest, you end up getting the good end of that bargain for because sure because your parents have accumulated some if they're like fiscally responsible how if at all do you think that that's affected your personality versus perhaps your siblings personality you do see this in kids i mean do you um i think i see like i see chronic financial disparity in kids i don't i'm not sure how much my brother and sister like realized yeah like my parents are pretty we're pretty responsible and like we had we had what we needed all the time we didn't always get everything we wanted but we had what we needed and so um like, I don't know that it felt, there didn't felt like deprivation. So like, maybe my brother did. I don't know. Um, so, but I don't know if it like changed. I don't know if it changed how he approaches things. Cause, cause there's two ways to take what I talked about on Sunday. And I realized that even, even later is a lot of times um, I, I remember like I listened to uh, Conan O'Brien talk about uh, humor and stuff. And he's like, the really, the only way you can be truly funny in life is if you got, you, you got brought up in a, like a terrible life oh, e- yeah, uh-huh. existence. Cause it just teaches you to just be cynical about life. And it just, you have to have humor to cope with, mm-hmm. with this, this kind of stuff. Right. And so there's, when it comes to unrealized poverty or realized poverty within home, there's, there's to some degree, you could say one, this made me be resourceful. Right. And so there, you know, my drive or my, my push. And I, I just, I, I, I figured out, I had to figure out a way to do this because I, I didn't want to 
be in the same situation raising my kids that my parents were raising me. And so it drives me financially, Mm -hmm. whatever. And unfortunately, that whole drive when money becomes the ultimate thing, that's exactly what Jesus is talking against Mm -hmm. when he's talking in this way. So in one sense, Jesus is saying, I think the people who didn't have a lot to go off of are blessed and have a leg up on other people because they don't necessarily uh, rely on their fortune and rely on their wealth and rely on their stuff to be able to provide a sense of self-worth. They rely on Jesus or they rely on a sense of God because they've just got nothing else. But then on on the flip side, as I walked away, I thought, yeah, but there could be some people who go the opposite direction and think, I earned all this. I did this. I, I, you know, and in that sense, we, we, we grasp onto our independence and Mm -hmm. think that, like pulled myself up by my, by my bootstraps. I did this. I earned this, and that sort of independence can fi- you know filter like this ego piece. That's like you just yeah, but like you, you stood on top of some people's shoulders mm-hmm. to get where you're at, right? An education, a teacher, yeah. or something like you should be. There should be a humility that comes with it. The goal is humility. How you get there is, is variable means. Jesus is simply pointing out <laughs> that money's not always a great indicator and, and not always helpful towards humility. And I think that that in general is true. I think it's like that whole idea of a proverb, right? Proverbs are not ultimately always true. It always equals to this. In general, you can kind of expect this for life. Um, those who are poor have a better sense of humility because. There's nothing to be like, this is why I'm important. <laughs> yeah. And I think it like it is even not necessarily like having stuff or whatever, but like an like an appreciation for where your stuff is. Like so when you when either you don't you know you don't earn all of it or you don't have a lot, you are more appreciative and more understanding of the blessings that you do have. Yeah. And so it's easier to like see how God works in that. So not even like, oh, I'm wanting or, oh, I don't have everything that I need in order to live or live a healthy life. It's just like, I, I have enough yeah, and I have knowledge that I have enough. And I also have knowledge that I didn't do this on my own. Like yeah. there were other people, other things, situations that contributed to me being in this place. Um, and so that allows you to really have that humility of, I didn't do this by myself and this isn't just me. Like this is also God's provision and um, other people caring for me. And so you can find that humbleness when I think easier when you have enough, like you have what you need, but not not necessarily everything you want. There's a song about that. Yeah, there is. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) One, two, three. (laughs) Not going to do it. Uh, yeah. And, uh, then we did the whole, uh, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth and blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Flip those, reverse those, that second one comes first. But uh-huh. anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, and there's that, another song about flipping and reversing. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I won't sing that one either. One, two, three. Uh, I listened to myself sing on the last episode and I could hear it coming. Like I remembered it. I was driving home and I was like, oh my God, it's coming. The song where I, the part where I sing and I'm like, Avril Lavigne. And I was like, oh, please just turn it off. Don't do it. And I made a note to self, don't do that anymore. Don't, don't sing yeah. on the podcast. So that was it. That's it. <laughs> Good call. I'd like to retire. I'm out. Uh, that yeah. idea of the, I like that piece of the, the land and how oftentimes for the old and when you read the old testament the land was so powerful for them it was so, such a big deal and it kind of continues to be a big deal but looking at what what do you really want when you want land and what you want is the picture of a safe place a home a kingdom this is my zone this is where i reign and my my stuff 
and we do this all the time. I want, uh, I want a home. I want a, I want a marriage. Why do I want a marriage? Because I have this vision of what it looks like to be married, right? And I, I want uh, all of the things that come along with that. <clears throat> and it's, it's like this skewed. So then people get into really bad marriages or, or yeah. jump into relationships, mm-hmm. going, I just want to, I want to make this, and I think I can create this. And well, and, it's also that like I seeking security above all else. Hundred like, percent, yeah. And so like this thing is going to make me feel secure. This place is going to make me feel secure. When a lot of times our, especially nowadays, our security doesn't come just from a place or a person or whatever. It is an internal like processing in an internal trusting in, you know, God who is going to be providing. And so like finding that peace is easier when you understand I can't, like I'm not going to find that on my own or like this thing or this place isn't going to give me that security. Yeah. And so like, that's kind of how I was seeing like the meek will inherit the earth. It's not like, it's not like a weakness thing. It's a understanding that I can't give myself it all. And so like, I need to, I need to not necessarily strive after every single thing that looks like security because it's not necessarily going to give me that. And um, finding true security is like finding that relationship with God and, um, and finding like your, like your divinity in yourself and like, how does my relationship with God work in that? Yeah. I like that piece about the McKnight quote that I used where he, he talks about, um, you know, uh, 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 the holistic kind of approach should be, uh, I'm a right with God. I'm a right with myself and I'm in community with others that are about justice and hope mm-hmm. and, and community and whatever. I was like, that's it, man. That's the, that's the picture. Uh, that's what health looks like. And I, I think a lot of times, um, the absence of, uh, 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 uh the awareness of self or, or, or it can be a, a piece where it's the church communicates. It's just about, it's just about God or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And then on the flip side, I think there's a secular approach that's all For about sure, the yeah. self. Mm-hmm. And so it's like this, eh, I mean, it's, it, there's a little bit of both in that, I think. Um, and when it even, even when the commandments come of the new command, this is how you'll know that you're my disciples, that you love, uh, another, that you love one another as much as you love yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you treat them in that way. You've got to love yourself to be able to love that. And so there's all kinds of pieces of that in there. Yeah. So what else did you have? From your notes, anything else? Um. Oh, I think just I had a little thought about uh, those who mourn. Um, just the um, like I think that's like an encouragement too of like you're never gonna be alone in your grief. Like you don't, and you don't have to be alone in your grief. Like there's always God's always gonna be walking down that path with you, and like and grieving that loss with you as well. Um, in whatever it looks like, whether it's like a death of someone or like a loss of some hope, um, or like a change in plans that causes you to have that process of grieving something. Um, you're not alone in that. That's not a singular process. That's something that you get to walk through and walk, be walked with. So. Yep. I like it. I did mention, uh, in there that Luke has a version of the Beatitudes as well. That is a little bit uh, shorter than Matthew's. It's not as again. I think Matthew is trying to kind of formulate some things, and 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 uh, so, anyways, Luke has it uh, in a different version. In his version, the the difference that I pointed out is the t- difference between blessed are the poor for they will inherit the earth, or uh, um, but there's the kingdom of heaven. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Uh, whereas in Matthew's version, he clarifies it with poor in spirit. There's mm-hmm. a big diet. There's if you want to go fun down a, a fun loop. Why does Luke talk about it strictly in terms of financial and at, and, and Matthew decide to add in poor in spirit, which could be construed as both 
you know, poverty of self or, or mm-hmm. self-worth or whatever. Um, I think that's a fun kind of thing to go down into. Uh, and then also the fact that uh, the Beatitudes show up in Matthew and Luke, but not in Mark. Um, it, this is kind of extra bonus stuff if you wanted <laughs> it. I, I cut it out of Sunday because it really doesn't matter. But um, there's a good, solid sort of idea that Mark's version of the gospel was the first to come out and was borrowed by Matthew and Luke. Most of the content of Matthew and Luke shows up in the book of Mark. And uh, there are some things that Matthew and that Matthew takes from Mark that Luke ignores. And there's things that Luke takes from Mark that Matthew ignores. Right. So those are specifically, you know, like the two parties, but then there's a really small subset of categories where there are things in Matthew and Luke, but not in Mark. And what that has gone to kind of uh, go on and prove, at least to people, is that there probably existed at some point a fourth document called the Sayings of Jesus, or they classify it as just simply Q. Um, and uh, we don't have that and didn't survive antiquity, but they probably pulled their stuff from there. Or it was perhaps original to them and they just remembered it exactly. But most likely there was something else that was written out there. Yeah. That's kind of a fun way to kind of uh, explore that and kind of discern the complexity that is the, the first four Gospels of the New Testament, um, which is kind of fun. So, yeah. um, but again, it's just interesting. It's just mind games, not mind games, but it's it's not like it didn't change the message of it. So that's why it was yeah. pulled out mm-hmm. for Sunday. So, all right. Uh, anything else? No. All right. Good. Let's jump into our something interesting. Do you get right. to go first? I get to go first. So I found, this is from August, but um, there is a musician named, let me get the link up here, um, named, his last name's hard to say. Um, Try it. I want. I want to hear you go for it. <laughs> uh, Nate Mercero, Mercero. Um, it's M M E R C E R E A U. Ooh, Mercero. Yeah, probably. Um, and he's like a. Uh, I don't know. He's a musician. He plays guitar in this thing. But um, did you know that the Golden Gate Bridge makes kind of an otherworldly whistling sound as the wind goes through its like grates? I did not. I've never, never been on it. Yeah. Seen I mean, it from a plane, but I've never been on it. Uh, I don't think I've ever been on it either. I have been to San Francisco, but I've never been on the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, apparently it is, it's quite loud. Um, and it, they, to the point that residents have been complaining about it for quite some time. And they're in the process of figuring out how to stop that. But he saw this musician, Nate heard the sound and thought it sounded really melodic. And so he took his guitar and some like engineers and went in some place where you can hear the bridge and played his guitar to like, to match and like complement the sounds of the wind going through the bridge. So it's like this duet with the golden gate bridge of, and it's kind of beautiful, honestly, it's like a little bit haunting and, um, but also really beautiful, um, so if you, um, Nate Mercero and the, uh, album or whatever is called duets, golden gate bridge. Um, and so, yeah, it's pretty, it's kind of cool. Honestly. I saw something eerily similar to that. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody, uh, record an opera singer singing Ave Maria, uh-huh. uh, with the, uh, Baltimore kicker, Justin Tucker kicking the 66 yard field goal to win to to win the game uh, against the Detroit Lions <laughs> it's yesterday. Not similar at all. Oh, it's very similar. <laughs> 66 yards, Megan. That's a the previous wait, record was 63. Is 
is um, the ball hit the crossbar? Oh, really? Went up and then over. And in? It went and in. in. Oh, it was gosh. ridiculous. Did it like whistle? Could you hear the ball yeah, going? Yeah, there was a whistling. No, I'm just kidding. I just mean <laughs> the, the soundtrack that yes, goes over it. Yes. There was a whistling of the ball. It was amazing. You should see it. 66 yards. That's uh, very, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mine has to do with zebras Ooh. and a wild animal farm in Maryland. Ooh. And uh, there's some wild, this guy that owns, has the permits for it, has 39 exotic, uh, anim- well, has more than that, but 39 zebras along okay. with uh, other animals such as black-handed spider monkeys, uh, dromedaries, I don't even know what that is, mandrels. Camels. Uh, thanks. Uh, red kangaroos, brown lemurs, uh, capybaras. How do, cap- capybaras. Capybaras, thank mm-hmm. you. And gibbons. Any, any idea what gibbons are? Yeah, they're a type of monkey. Oh, see? You're so good. <laughs> I am talking to a, like a science teacher. So a like, biology teacher oh, yeah, at that. I know. Uh, <laughs> anyways, he's got 39 zebras, uh, and five of them escaped, and oh! he still doesn't know how. And right, they right. have been out for over three weeks. Where in weeks. Maryland? Uh, in, up by Balt, uh, in a private farm in Upper Marlboro. Okay. Um, and uh, they've been out for over three weeks. Oh, my Lord. And they have got them trained now to eat at this certain feeding zone uh-huh. between the hours of two and four, but they can't catch them. Oh, They're no. They're so fast, oh, and no. apparently they jump and they do stuff. And so they've told all of the people. They have, like, if you go on Twitter, you'll see a bunch of people are living around them. Who are, like, zebra sightings? With zebra sightings. <laughs> and it's hilarious because they're in black and white stripes. They're, they're black and white stripes. They like prisoners. They look like escaped convicts. <laughs> so they have them, like, drinking out of their pool. Yeah. And eating their dog food and doing all kinds of crazy stuff oh my around there. And uh, anytime anybody gets close, they they just can't figure That's it out. So crazy. three weeks, they're, they're just running three around. Three weeks. <clears throat> they're yeah. going to have wild zebras in Maryland pretty soon. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> Little baby ones running around. So uh, anyways, if you happen to be in that area, uh, keep an eye out. Well, my mom's friend Marie, who listens to this, lives in Maryland. There so. you go. Come on, Marie. <laughs> tell us about these things. Are you seeing these things? What's happening? This is nuts. Uh. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. But I remember um, when we uh, have had some friends who first moved here um, and they live in West Pasco, which is kind of where we live too, but um, they're driving down a road and they had moved from the West side and they're like, they were blown away that there were like um, horses and cows just like in the streets. You know what I mean? Like some cow had gotten out and was just walking yeah, around uh-huh. and they're like, where, where are we? What yeah. do we do? This is an agricultural Who do we area. call? Yeah. <laughs> this cow's like five feet from their uh, yard. Yeah, I had multiple students who were gone for like a few days because they were at the fair selling their pigs that they raised. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Got to make that money, man. I know. They came back and I was like, did you sell one? Yeah. Did you get a lot of money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Miss Bougie. But I still can't afford one of your coach necklaces. I'm like the least bougie person ever. I don't know. I got coffee from Vietnam from you. That's true. That feels very bougie. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, the only announcement that we have, the promo for us, is uh, this Thursday. You're probably listening to this on Wednesday, hopefully. Is this when this drops? Uh, there's a women's-only event called Story Table, and we are restarting that thing for the very first time. We've done a couple of events previously, and then COVID kind of shut everything down, obviously. This one is t- taking place at Powers Winery over in Kennewick. It's a ladies-only event with the dessert and wine and just kind of hopefully sparking some community and some small groups that come as a result of that. 
Uh, more information is on our website, eastlaketricities.com slash marketplace. Uh, check that out. Lauren, Mallory, Kylie, they're all kind of involved in yeah. leading that sort of thing. Uh, and there is some childcare options. I put that in like question mark with a big asterisk because mm-hmm. I think there was some pre-registration stuff that was a part of that. And I'm not sure when that deadline is. So yeah. maybe... <laughs> or maybe ignore the fact that I just said that. Uh, you'll, you'll have to kind of talk to them and figure that part out. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyways, check that out and then be a part of uh, week three of our Try Not to Suck series this Sunday at uh, uh, 8.30 or 10 o'clock in person or 10 o'clock on the live stream or anytime on demand after that at eastlaketricities.com or by downloading our incredibly cool and super trendy app. Yep. That'll do it for this week. See you guys. Bye.